Hello and welcome to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I'm your host, Katie Saltzman, personal trainer, nutrition coach, entrepreneur, creator, and expert in teaching women how to take back control of their health, their mindset, and their happiness. Most of you know me as a nutrition coach, but this podcast and this platform is going to be so much more. This is a place where I want to be able to talk about it all. Yes, of course, health and fitness, but also relationships, social media, adulting, hormones, just life. I want this podcast to cover all the ups and downs, and I want you to know that you're not alone. Ultimately, I'm here to give you the confidence to break through what's holding you back, to embrace who you fully are and show up authentically in life. Because life is messy. It's not perfect and it's not meant to be. So grab your wine, a drink, or if you're like me, that chocolate or that ice cream, because it's time to take our stories and the things we go through and make them our superpower. It's time to laugh, cry, learn, and understand that we are all in this together. So let's dive in. This is the second episode in the Foundations series. I got a lot of really, really good feedback from the first episode. You guys are like learning and absorbing and having all these aha light bulb moments, which I love. This is the reason I love coaching. This is the reason I run my programs is because I love teaching women about our bodies and how simple, simple, simple it can be and our health and fitness goals can be if we take out all of the complicated mumbo jumbo, if we just silence all of the rules that we've learned our whole life that constantly contradict each other in our heads and in our nervous system every single day and actually learn the base of it, it becomes easy. So that's what I want for you in these foundation episodes is this to just be a little bit easier for you, to have a better grasp and understanding of what's going into your body and what's going on in your body and what it actually needs to feel good every single day. So let's just keep rolling right along. This episode, we're talking about macro and micronutrients. I'm sure you've heard the term macros thrown around in the fitness industry when it comes to tracking your macros, but most of us don't know what they are, why they're important, how much we need to be getting for our body, what they do for our body, and then also why micronutrients are so important. In this big macro industry, we've forgotten that micronutrients are so important for our body to function well, for our body to feel good. If we want to be in a calorie deficit, micronutrients play a huge, huge role in that. And also the ones we might be low on in our body and how we can supplement those and build our meals to be able to just have this well-rounded idea of health. So let's start with macronutrients. Your macronutrients are your proteins, your carbs, and your fats. Sometimes I feel like I'm repeating myself because a lot of you might know this, but let's break it down one step even further on what they do in our body and how many calories is in each macronutrient. So when it comes to tracking your macros, it's basically the protein, carb, and fat that make up your calorie amount for the day. The macronutrients are needed in bigger amounts. They're needed in large amounts, where micronutrients are needed in smaller amounts. You need a decent amount of these 
every single day for energy, for muscle growth, for satisfaction, for blood sugar. These play a role in a lot of the big factors in our body. Um, Again, needed in large amounts, but mostly this is for energy. Energy to do all of the things that our body does every single day break down, rebuild things, repair, digest, all of the processes going on in our body, which there are so many. Like our body is just truly incredible. But that's what the macronutrients are needed for. So you have protein. A lot of us know what protein is. You're going to get it in um, foods like animal-based foods, right? Chicken, fish, turkey, um, beef, eggs, Greek yogurt. You're also going to get it in tofu, legumes, tempeh. And don't don't get me wrong, protein's found in a lot of um, vegetables as well. So let's not forget that. Even though those are mainly a carb, there's also protein found in those as well. Protein is needed for our body for cellular function, regeneration, to build muscle, anything catabolic happening in our body, which means it's breaking down. Our body needs protein and amino acids to repair. The one thing about protein that I don't think most people know, and I did a whole episode on protein where I teach you exactly how to set your protein numbers. So if you're curious, make a note right now to go back to that episode because I'll teach you exactly how to set them and break it all down in that episode. But the one thing that most people don't know about protein is that it's not stored on our body like body fat is. Carbs and fats are stored in abundance on our body. We all have fat stores. We all have carb stores. Protein isn't stored in our body, but what is found in our body is amino acids in our muscles. So if we're not getting enough protein, our body will tap into the muscles to use the amino acids to rebuild other things in our body. But the trouble with that is that that is will slow down our metabolic rate. If over time we're constantly getting our muscle tapped into and we're having less and less muscle, muscle is what sets the tone for our metabolic rate. So it's a little side note about protein. That is what protein does. For every gram of protein, it is four calories. So let's say something has 10 grams of protein. That is 40 calories worth of food that you are eating. So let's move on to the next macronutrient, which is going to be carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are our best source of energy. They are the quickest digesting macronutrient, which means they digest the quickest, they're converted into energy the quickest, and you feel the energy the quickest. We all know what that sugar high is when we eat carbohydrates, like pure carbs or just candy. We get this like big rush of energy. That's because the carbs are digesting very quick. It's also because it has a lot of sugar in it. It's hitting the blood blood um, sugar pretty quickly and giving us that rush. But there, in general, it's our best source of energy, especially for our brain. We tend to fear carbohydrates, stay away from them because of diet culture and all the other things and roles that play along with it. But at the end of the day, carbs are nothing to fear. They are a necessary macronutrient for our body, and we are going to thrive and have better energy levels and healthier hormones if we are consuming carbohydrates every day. Period. End of story. Even like when it comes to even base things like brain function, you need that. If you're not getting carbs or you're cutting carbs or have had a low carb diet and you have low energy and you feel like you have brain fog all the time, add back in some carbs. That will absolutely change the game for you. When it comes to carbohydrates, 
they are four calories per gram, just like protein is. So if you have something with 10 grams of carbs, it has 40 calories in it. One thing I want to say, the reason carbs are demonized and the reason that women will see results when they cut out carbs is because it's a carbohydrate. So if you think about it, it has the word hydrate in it. A carb has water attached to it. It's going to, not that we're carrying a bunch of water weight, but when you're eating a carbohydrate dense food, it is going to have water attached to it, which goes into our bodies. So typically if we cut out carbs, or we have a couple of really low carb days, we lose a lot of the water weight from the carb stores in our body, the necessary carb stores. Let me be very clear about that. These carb stores are necessary. So we lose a lot of the water weight from them very quickly when we go on a low-carb diet, when we go on keto and do something. So we get really excited that like, oh, eating all these high-fat foods really works. But most of the time, you're just losing that water weight in the beginning, and that's why you see those extreme results. There's nothing wrong with carbs. We don't want to demonize them. They are a necessary part. Every single macronutrient I'm talking about plays a role in a health and satisfaction and blood sugar and cortisol and metabolism, hormones. That's why things start to sort of go haywire if we're cutting out a main macronutrient that our body needs to support itself every day. The last macronutrient we'll go over is fat. Fat is going to be a more calorie-dense macronutrient, which means for every gram, it has nine calories in it. So if something has 10 grams of fat, it's 90 calories, which is kind of crazy because carbs have gotten so demonized and all of these high-fat foods are coming into the picture and you know we're pushing this really high-fat diet, yet fat is double over double the amount of macronutrients that a carbohydrate is. So a lot of times you'll see or I'll see women coming off of keto and not seeing the results they wanted. They saw it in the beginning, right? They saw that water weight drop. And then all of a sudden they're eating a lot of fat every single day and they're no longer in a calorie deficit and they're not super satisfied because they're not getting carbs and they don't have a lot of energy. Um, And then again, I feel like I'm going on a tangent here, but that's where we start to get a little bit screwed up is cutting that out and then also thinking that like fat is way superior to anything else. All of these play an important role. But when it comes to fat, fat is really, um, you, you need fat for hormone production. If you're not getting enough fat every single day, I don't like to see females under 50 grams of fat, if I'm being totally honest. Again, I'm throwing out a generic number, but if my females start to dip into the 30, the 40 grams, we start to notice a big dip in satisfaction and hormone health, and we just don't want that. Um, So making sure you're eating enough healthy fats in your diet. Also understanding that um, there are a lot of minerals and vitamins that need fat in order to be absorbed. So if we're not getting that fat, all of the nutrients that we need aren't getting absorbed into our body, and we can start to feel the effects of that as well. The one last thing I'll say about fat is that it's the slowest digesting macronutrient. That's why it's really, really important to make sure we have this in our meals. So when it comes to digestion, carbohydrates digest the quick. They digest within about 30 minutes of you eating them. Then we have protein. That will digest within about 60 minutes of you eating it. And then we have fat, which will digest within 90 minutes to two hours of you eating it which is why adding in healthy fat, you can see it's going to sustain you so much longer. If we're building meals and we want to be sustained for three to four hours, 
we have to include all of these macronutrients in there. We have to make sure that we're building this meal that is going to give us three or four hours, not only for our hunger levels, but also for our blood sugar as well. So it goes carbs, then protein, then fat which is why I never recommend having a high-fat meal before or after a workout because your body is doing other things and it will always prioritize digestion. And if you've ever had a higher-fat meal within an hour of going to work out, you understand it doesn't feel good, you feel sluggish. It's because your body's priority is digestion. It's not to work out. It's not to give your body that quick energy for the workouts. If that's what you want, stick with your carbs or stick with your carb and protein before your workouts. So as far as should you be tracking your macros, it depends. And I know you hear me say that a lot, but it really does. To me, I don't think it's necessary to be tracking your protein, your carbs, and your fats. I think that creates a lot of obsession. I think that we start to get very structured with our meals, building the same things. We get very bored with our food because we know it fits our macros. It leaves little room for creativity, little room for flexibility, and also it, it creates a little bit of stress around food, and I don't like that. If you're going to track anything, I recommend tracking your calories and tracking your protein. As far as the carbs and fats, that's going to fluctuate. Leave yourself flexibility with that. Give yourself the ability to build creative meals. Also give yourself the ability to understand that some days you might be craving more high fat foods and some days you might be craving more carb dense foods, right? As women, the first two weeks of our cycle, we're going to be prioritizing carbs more. The second two weeks of our cycle, we're going to be prioritizing fats more. When you're tracking macros the same every single day, you're telling your body this is what you need all the time and that's not how our bodies work as females. So I think it's really important that we give ourselves that flexibility between carbs and fats to be able to sway one way or the other. It's a calorie deficit and are we getting enough protein for our body to do what it needs to do, especially if we're adding strength training in. So let's talk about micronutrients and then I'm going to sort of circle back and add both of them together on why they're important and why just focusing on macros isn't helpful. So micronutrients are needed in smaller amounts in our body. Macro, bigger amounts. Micro, smaller amounts. Very easy to remember. These are going to be the vitamins, the minerals, the antioxidants that we get every single day. These are needed for things like cellular regeneration, immune support, psychological processes, antioxidants. We get these things from fruits, veggies, eggs, leafy greens, fermented foods. So most of the foods that you're eating, yes, they're made up of macronutrients, but they also have micronutrients in them. The problem lies is where most of us are not getting enough micronutrients. Why? Because we've been wired for low calorie foods. We've been wired to cut certain things out. We've been wired for the fat-free, the sugar-free foods. We also have to understand that so many things have changed in the way that we produce food in the U.S. and our soil is very different. So these foods that should be very nutrient-dense aren't quite as nutrient-dense as they used to be and also our body is not absorbing them properly because we are low on these micronutrients and it sort of goes in this cycle. But don't worry, there are things that we can do to help support our body. Number one, it's building your meals properly. 
making sure you're getting enough micronutrients into your day. And this is the shift that we need to make away from just calories in, calories out, or away from just macros. Because if that's the focus, then nutrients are no longer the focus. And there's a big issue in that too. So that's why I don't love the just track your macros because then you're trying to find foods to fit in there instead of find foods to satisfy your body and find foods that are also nutrient dense for your body. So in all of my programs, I focus on how we build our meals. I focus on adding to the meals, not what the calorie count of the meal is. That's the least helpful thing. What is in our meals? What is going to satisfy us? What is going to keep our blood sugar level, add nutrients? Why? Because all of these things help support our body and help support energy, which make weight loss so much easier. You could be in a calorie deficit for a short term and maybe see some results, but that doesn't mean we're going to have sustainable health. And that's what I care about is sustainable health for all of my clients. So when it comes to building meals, I want you to make sure, and again, I've done, I've done specific episodes on this as well. Um, when we're building meals, three meals a day, you have three macros at every single meal, a protein, a carb, and a fat at every meal. And then you add in two to three colors into your meal, making sure we're getting enough fiber and enough nutrients. When we have colors added in, we know that we're getting micronutrients. So that's how I really want you to build your meals from here on out is making sure you're having three meals a day, making sure you're having a protein, carb, and fat, and then also making sure you're having colors, aka adding fiber into your meal and making sure at least one of those colors is a vegetable. When you build your meals like that, it is, it will take your health to the next level. You will feel so good. You'll feel so satisfied and your body will have more energy and also have a lot more nutrients because of that. One good example of this building your meal like this that I'll give will be um, like building uh, a Greek bowl. For example, some of my clients would say, like before they worked with me, would say, maybe I'll have a Greek salad for lunch and it will have, you know, some lettuce, some chicken, I'll drizzle a little bit of dressing on it, some cucumber, some tomato, and that's the Greek dressing, where that's the Greek salad, right? We think about how little we can add to have a lunch that has lower calories to lose weight. But what if we took that Greek bowl and we had the salad and we had the chicken on it, but we added some quinoa or brown rice. Then we added some chickpeas and a little bit of feta cheese along with the cucumber and the tomato. All of a sudden we have a bowl that's filled with carbs, fats, proteins, fibers, colors that keeps us so satisfied. We're not making love to the snack cupboard at 2 to 3 p.m. We're sustained through till dinner. And then after dinner, we're not wanting to snack either. So we think that adding in calories is going to take away, like we're going to be in a calorie surplus, but that's not true. A lot of times if you're focusing on how little calories you can eat, you end up swinging to this massive calorie surplus and eating way more than you would have if you just would have added a little bit into your meal. I just can't stress the importance enough that we are focusing on both macro and micronutrients in our health and our meals and every single day. With that being said, it sort of brings up the topic of supplements and supplementation with micronutrients. You'll see vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin B, a multivitamin, fish oil, magnesium. You have all of these options to choose from. 
And the question is, are they necessary? Do we need them? Can we get them from food? And what ones should I be taking? So can you get them from food? Yes. But typically with the high stress, high activity, go, go, go that we are in general just as Americans, we're not getting nearly enough micronutrients. Pairing that with the way that we're building meals or the diets that we're on, we're definitely not getting enough and we haven't been over an extended period of time. So yes, it's really important to supplement those. Um, Are supplements necessary or what one should you be taking? At the end of the day, I cannot give you that generic advice over a podcast. I can tell you what I think most women should be taking, but I will always say test, don't guess. Definitely go get your numbers checked before you're just like pumping vitamin D into your system unnecessary. Um, Outside of that, when it comes to supplements that I take and that I find are helpful for most women, uh, I find almost all women are very deficient in magnesium, especially with high stress, high activity, and also our cycle depletes it as well. Um, I, I haven't met a woman that hasn't felt better on magnesium. My favorite magnesium that I take is the gut personal one. I will link it in the show notes below with a discount code. It's a quick absorbing magnesium. It will help you with sleep with stress, and just to feel better every single day. Um, Highly recommend it. As far as vitamins go, um, again, it's going to depend. My women that have been on birth control for a long time and are super depleted of vitamins and minerals, like getting on a prenatal vitamin, getting on zinc, vitamin D, vitamin B, these are going to be very, very helpful, but it's just going to really depend on your situation. In general, I find most women do really well with a multivitamin. Again, making sure with any of these supplements, they are third-party tested. What you have to understand about the supplement industry in the U.S. is that it is not regulated at all, and you will see that on every single bottle, is that this was not regulated, this is not tested, which is why it's important to go to quality supplements. If you're buying your supplements at CVS or Costco, I guarantee you they're not quality. It could have the smallest amount of what it says in there and have a bunch of fillers, and they could slap fish oil on it. Make sure your supplements are third-party tested. Most of my supplements that I use are Thorn. I will put that link below as well. Thorn, they're all third-party tested, GMP approved, and NSF, which is tested for athletes. So very amazing supplements. Um, But again, it's not the only option. There are plenty of other supplement companies that are GMP approved or third-party tested. Make sure that yours are. Um, I think most women do well with multivitamins, magnesium, if you live in the Midwest during the winter, vitamin D and then vitamin B as well. The last thing I think it's important to talk about because it's something that I'm learning so much about and I want to do a, a whole podcast episode on this and actually bring in somebody to help help guide me through it because I'm just learning this, right? Sometimes I love interviewing other women on the podcast because I learn so much from them and it's a topic I want to know more about. And I know if I'm learning and growing that you are definitely learning and growing too and getting excited about it. But minerals are so important. Every cell in our body functions from a mineral level and most of us are so depleted of minerals because of our diet, because of the soil, because sodium was demonized for so long 
that our bodies aren't functioning properly. And if we want to feel good and we want our body to absorb the micronutrients that we're putting into it, and we want our hormones to feel or thrive every single day, and we want to have an optimal metabolism, it all comes down to the minerals in our body. And if those are off, it will throw everything else off. So I would highly recommend um, looking into minerals or getting a mineral test. A mineral test is actually one of the cheapest tests that you can do. Um, The only thing is it's a hair test, so you have to take a chunk of your hair out. I obviously don't do those or sell those, but they're not hard to get your hands on. And I would recommend doing that once a year to get your minerals checked to see where they're at. Um, As far as a mineral that I take every single day, I take Element I I can link that below. I'm not affiliated with them at all. I want you to do your own research with minerals. I've noticed an amazing, incredible difference in my energy levels taking it. I take it every single day now, and I just feel like a different human. I I can't picture myself not taking minerals. So um, minerals, magnesium, multivitamins, I'm big on those every single day for women to help just support our body through what it needs to go through. Anything else on top of that, again, I'd recommend definitely um, getting tested for and understanding that everybody is going to need different supplementation for their body. We can't just slap a generic sticker on it and say, hey, take this and you're good to go for every single woman because we're all coming from different backgrounds and different things that we've had go on. So that is, I think that's the episode. I think I'm going to end it there. I hope you learned a lot about micro and macronutrients, should you be tracking, what you should be taking. Anything I mentioned in the episode, I will link below in the show notes. But next week, we're going to have a little bit more fun as we dive into hormones and stress. And I think the hormone one, I know a lot of you are excited about because we actually don't know what hormones are and what they do in our body and why they're important. So I'm really excited to dive into that with with you. Let me know what you learned from this episode. Take a screenshot of it, post it on social media. I want to hear your feedback and I will see you in the next episode. If you vibe with this episode, I would love to hear from you. You know at Crying Burns Calories, we are all about community and connection and just changing the conversation about life for women. So if this episode was helpful for you, I would love if you could tag me, share it on your Instagram stories so I can thank you and also so we can just continue to get the message out and growing this amazing community.